Welcome to Truth and Liberty. Thank you for joining our daily live call-in broadcast where trusted leaders bring biblical insights to the issues and you can call in and get your questions answered in real time. According to the Bible, it's the truth you know that sets you free. So call in today to get answers, information, and resources to help you stand for truth and effect godly change in our nation and the world. And now here's your host, Richard Harris. Hello, everybody. This is Richard Harris. I want to welcome you to the Truth and Liberty live call-in show. So glad to have you watching today. It's going to be a really special program. You're going to want to grab your, uh, your family and friends and get around the, uh, the TV or computer screen to watch this one because I promise you, you will learn some things today that you have never heard before. That's because of my special guest that I have with me who I'm going to introduce in just a second. Before I get to that, though, wanted to update you on some things going on here at the ministry very quickly. Uh, uh, first off, wanted you to know that Andrew is holding a Gospel Truth Conference next week. Uh, actually, it's this week, I'm sorry, this week in Riverside, California, the 15th through the 17th uh, at the convention center there on 5th Street. He's going to be ministering along with Dwayne Sheriff. So the Gospel Truth Conference at Riverside, California Convention Center. Andrew and Dwayne Sheriff, February 15th through the 17th. It's not too late to register. Just go on awmi.net slash events and make it out for that amazing time of worship and, uh, and Bible teaching. Also, Grace and Faith Mexico is coming up February 22nd and 23rd. This will be in, um, uh, in Mexico. I believe it's Santiago de Carretera. Taro. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I can speak French. I cannot speak Spanish. Okay. Andrew and Mike Pickett, Kerry Pickett, and Johan Toe are going to be ministering. You can find out more about this. It's February 22nd, 23rd. Find out more on awmi.net slash events. And then the men's advance is coming up. I'll never forget my first men's advance at Andrew Womack Ministries. It was a life changer for me. March 7th through the 9th here in Woodland Park, Colorado. Andrew will be ministering along with Todd White. White, Jeremy Pearsons, and Billy Epperhart. This is going to be awesome. You want to make it out for that. All right, guys. So my guest today is uh, my good friend. I've known uh, this gentleman since I started in the practical government school at Karis Bible College eight years ago. Our guest is none other than Kamal Salim. Kamal, thanks for coming on the show today. Richard, it's always honored being with you. You are a true friend, and I love everything you do for the kingdom. Wow. And I'm thankful to be with you today. Thank you, Kamal. It's so good to have you with us, as it always is. And you're here this week to teach in the Practical Government School on um, the relation, you know, on, on the history of Israel and, uh, and biblical prophecy and the relationship to the Muslims and all these sorts of things. And um, boy, there's a lot going on in the news on these things right now. But before we get into it all, I want people to know a little bit about you. Yes, sir. Um, you came, uh, you were born into a Muslim uh, Sunni. family, Sunni Muslim in Lebanon, right? Yes. And uh, were raised to be a jihadi, a terrorist, um, and actually were sent to the United States 
yes. to engage in uh, cultural jihad. That's uh, right. Tell us what happened after you, you got you, to America. You know, if you're sent to the United States of America, it's considered a badge of honor, you know, mm -hmm. because you're taking on a great Satan. You know, we have only two Satans, one is small one is Israel and one of them is the United States and we could not take down, we could not take Israel down unless we take America first. So America is in a way because for some reason America is always putting their, you know, their business in Israeli business and protecting them. So uh, we, it's a lost, lost situation. So if we bring America down, then America, you know, Israel is easy to have. We can move Israel out of the way. So the invasion, we were, I was sent to the United States of America after I was growing up, I was taught into uh, what's called uh, stealth jihad. The jihad that we came to, it's called da'wah, D-A-W-A-D, uh, uh, you know, da'wah, you know, and, uh, and what it, it is an invasion of a nation without the nation know that they are under war. Yeah. So, uh, so, so with what's happening in open borders in the United States of America, that is even more glorious for Islam if I was a Muslim because now I will have fresh blood to come along my side to help me to fulfill the purpose of God. And these are not people that they are here coming to, to learn the way they are. They are already trained. They know what to do and what the purpose is. And they come to serve, you know, specifically and very fast. Mm. So you, you came to America, was it in the 1980s, I think? Yes, in 1980, exactly. 1980, wow. And uh, you didn't know, but God had a different plan for you. Yes. And uh, after arriving here, I think you were involved in a, a severe car accident. That's correct. Right. Correct. My neck in two places yeah. and my collarbone and my ribs. My left side was devastated. And three men came to help me. Two of them were physician and one of them is just regular Christian businessman. And little did I know that they belong to the same Bible study called Christian Businessmen Association. And now uh, God put me in a corner and I was going nowhere until I found my way out of there. Mm. And I have all this, uh, you know, things to hold me between my neck, between the braces on my chest, my shoulders, you know. So I was wrapped with all the love that they put around me, you know, to hold <laughs> me in place uh, until I got Jesus Christ. Uh -huh. And, and uh, so you had an encounter with the Lord, um, literally, he appeared to you. Yes. And, uh changed your life. Yes, you know, we, we need to understand uh, th this, you know, I just wrote a book, it's called Ishmael Redeemed, mm -hmm. Call to the Kingdom. You know, in, in the kingdom of God, you know, we come to know there are two times running, uh, you know, head to head. You know, the first one is called the Keros, and, and uh, the second one is called the Kronos. Mm -hmm. The Kronos is a time man, it's a Greek word. It's the day, the time, the hour, the season, the year. So this is what we know that is life. You know, and uh, the other one is the uh, the Keros is the time of the Lord that is created in destiny, mm -hmm. and so it's created in the in the everlasting place in uh, before time to have an encounter with men. And what the Muslim are having today, they're having a Kairos moment that God has opened the floodgate over them and he is appearing to them in dreams and visions and they are coming to, to Christ by the millions. And what happened to me is when I came to put the gun in my mouth one day, uh, I want to finish because I was confused between Islam and Christianity, which one is the truth? And I saw what God, the Christian is doing. He talks to them, he speaks to them, he does 
thinks of them and my God have nothing to do with me, mm. you know, and he is, you know, he doesn't do anything for, for his people because God of Islam is not looking for, he's not looking for a family member, but he's looking for slaves mm. that they will offer themselves as a sacrifice, just like the spirit of Molech. In order to to please him, you have to offer yourself as a sacrifice. Mm. But and your Islam, God offer the, the name Islam means submit, right? It means total surrender, total surrender, to, yeah. total surrender to the point of death. Mm. So that you could not please God without jihad. Uh, with uh, you could not please Allah without jihad. While Christianity, their God died for them, and he, you know, so, and he paid the price for them. Mm. The minute that they received Jesus Christ, things changes in their life. And that's where's the confusion. And when I came to put the gun in my mouth, I heard a voice that I never knew uh, what miracle was because in Islam there's no miracles. And this voice called me by my name and he called me my son Kamal. Mm. After I lost my father when I was a young, young man, I had learned that I'm an orphan man, even though my father was alive. My father didn't want me because he had 14 brothers and sisters and I was not smart, so I was a burden to him. Mm. So I was, I was an orphan man. And now I hear this voice calling me by my name and he said, my son Kamal. And uh, when I'm listening to him, he said, I am. He introduced himself, I am the God of Father Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Mm. So he said that three times. And I came to know that he is, he said, once you call upon me, I fell on my knees and I cried out to God of Father Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And lo and behold, Jesus Christ appeared to the room mm -hmm. and he stood there and he is the center of the glory of heaven and earth and the fullness. Wow. And everywhere he moved, Brother Richard, the glory moved with him and he had holes in his hand and his feet and he had a delete on his shoulders. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm going, oh my Allah. <laughs> he, he is a Jew. Yeah. <laughs> so, so not to, I'm getting goosebumps. The talit is the Jewish prayer shawl yes. that we see, yes, right? Sir. That has the fringes on it. Okay, so he's wearing a talit, and you knew immediately. Oh, that's the people you you kill. We are trained in Islam. Two people you kill: Jews and Christians. Mm -hmm. There are most hate the Jewish people. The second one, the Christians. Uh, when I was a little boy, I used to write on the street of Beirut, the people of Saturday first and the people of Sunday next, meaning we'll kill the Jews and then we'll come for the Christians. Mm -hmm. And so, and I was a little boy when I was writing this. So uh, here I am standing beside him and I came to know creator of heaven and earth himself. Wow. And I said, who are you, my Lord? He said, Ana huwada. He spoke in Aramaic mm -hmm. and I understood it. And I never studied Aramaic in my life. And on a, he said, Ana huwada. He said, I am the Aleph, I'm the Tav, I'm the beginning, I'm the end. I have known you before I created the foundation of the earth. I have loved you before I formed you in your mother womb. Kum, Kamal, arise. And I don't know what arise meant until I studied Christianity and started learning what Jesus is, the Lord of the resurrection. He said, arise. Wow. And as I rose up, my neck was intact, my collarbone, my knees, my ribs, and I started dancing before him because I didn't know what to do. I was celebrating the living God, and I said, I will live and die for you. He said, do not die for me. I died for you that you may live. Wow. So I, God, the Lord healed you. He, he, he said to you, kum, 
kum kamal, which arise. is arise, right? And now, and they healed all your broken bones and injuries from the car accident. Yeah, and the greatest miracle, he healed my heart and my mind was rewired. Mm. I had no, that thing that ridden my shoulders all my childhood, that dark thing, you know, that led me in a way of destruction, it was there no more. Uh, I was bought with a new price. Mm -hmm. It's the blood of Jesus. And now I'm a new creation. Praise God. And that is the miracle. Amen. That's the greatest miracle of all, the new birth. Yes. Salvation's greater than physical healing. Yes. It's greater than even, you know, anything else that we experience. But but now, Kamal, you have a ministry and you've named it Kum Ministries, K-O-O-M-E, right. which is the word that the Lord spoke to you yes. at that moment. And it means arise. Correct. And uh, that's just incredibly beautiful. Well, Kamal, you, there's so much we could talk about. I, I'd like to just camp on your testimony. <laughs> really, I would. But um, I've got you here and I want to talk about um, the, the, the issue that is so prevalent again of Israel and Islam and what's going on in the Middle East and just your perspective is so valuable on this. But before we get to that though, you, you have actually written a book and it's called Ishmael Redeemed, right? Correct. And, uh, tell us about this book. Uh, you've got a real revelation on this subject and, uh, I'd like our folks to know about it. In the book of Ephesians, Jesus Christ, he said, I came to create in myself one new humanity. Mm. He said to remove the hostility between the two and make it one in me. Mm. Jesus came to create one new creation, one new humanity in himself. And, uh, mm. but God made promises to Abraham. Everything in the book, if it's not rooted in the Bible, it's not real. We could not have an assumption. We have no place for assumption in our Christianity because we'll be on other media. You know, so uh, the, our Christianity has to be the Word of God rooted in His Word. So if He did not say it, it's not real. The whole book is about where God, He's going to elevate Ishmael to bring him to the kingdom. Mm. Ishmael is the, what's the church is missing, the new and fresh blood that He will bring the secret things that the church have not understood yet because it's the perspective of God that's given to Ishmael specifically to be brought in in the last days. Mm. So, uh, so, so, so for people who are watching, just remind us who is Ishmael in the Bible? He was the son of um, Hagar, right? He was the son a of Abraham. Abraham He's and The firstborn yeah. of Abraham. So, and, and what happened is, you know, so, Sarah looks at Abraham and says, I'm an old woman, I could not have any children, but you know, let me give you this apple here. Uh, let me give you this fruit. She will bear you fruit. She's young, she's beautiful. And she was the daughter of the Pharaoh, Hagar was. Mm. A lot of people look at her as a maid servant. She was the daughter of the Pharaoh. She left the palace to go to the tent. Mm. And now she gave her in holy matrimony according to the book, uh, to the book uh, of Genesis, uh, you know, uh, uh, new, uh, new King James or King, uh, mm -hmm. King James, you know, so he said he took her as a wife because otherwise if she gave him children, they could not be his true baby if she was a concubine or if she was, she was a maid or she was slave. So now she, he took her and she got pregnant. And then when she got pregnant, Sarah got so jealous that she laid hand on her that Hagar ran and God intercepted her himself. And he said, Hagar, where are you coming from? Where are you going to? She said, my my mistress, she is 
mean to me. That's what she did to me. I came to do this. And he said, hush, go back. He said, you are pregnant and you will have a son. He didn't tell her you have a girl or you're going to abort. He said, you will have a son and his name shall be called Ishmael. He was the first man in the Bible to be called by God himself. And when you break it down, Ishmael means God hear or God listen. So God is hearing and listening. And so he named him there, Ishmael, specifically for the journey that he was taking him to. Okay. Well, and so <clears throat> most of us know the story of how uh, Ishmael was born. And then uh, uh, the Bible says that he was uh, mocking. And so uh, Sarah expelled him from the tent. Yes. Um, Abraham or Abram or sought the Lord about it. He said, listen to your wife. And so they sent, uh, he sent Hagar and Ishmael out and she d uh, despaired for his life, laid him under a bush. God revealed to her a well of water and she, he was able to live and promised that for Ishmael would be made a great nation with 12 sons. He ended up with having 12 princes. He said, you'll have 12, 12 princes. princes. And so what is it about that God has shown you about Ishmael and his destiny and the, the people that have descended from? Him? So we need to understand that when God came to Abraham, Ishmael was 14 years old. And now God said to Abraham, I'm making no covenant with you. Mm -hmm. And a covenant will be in the flesh, the circumcision. And he said, and, and this time next year, you will have a son and his name will be called Ishaq, Isaac, mm -hmm. you know, which is laughter. And so, uh, and, and, and Abraham looked at God. He said, what about my son Ishmael? Mm -hmm. He said, as for Ishmael, I have blessed him mm -hmm. and I will multiply him and I make him a great nation. So God took it upon himself. Anytime make God declare his word, it's a covenant within himself for that person, even though he didn't make the covenant with that person because that person is not ready yet. So God will covenant his word with himself to fulfill his purpose. Mm -hmm. So we didn't know what Ishmael meant until he was in the bush. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, uh, his mother left him and his dad dumped him. And he was, he was think thinking in the bush, he was having identity crisis. <laughs> and he's, where's my daddy? Mm. Where's my mom? Just like what happened to me in my childhood. Mm. My dad dumped me out of the house. He said, you have to work at seven years old. Mm. And that's when the terrorists got hold of me. And my mom said, okay, walked away. And then he said, where's the God of my father? Mm. These three questions he asked. And when he saw all this, he felt so bad for himself that he cried and God intercepted Hagar and he said, Hagar, why is the lad crying? So we know now that when Ishmael cry, God hears. Mm -hmm. That's the naming convention that was given to him. So now Ishmael cried and, and God opened her eyes to the well of water. This is the same well of water that God made a covenant with Isaac and Jacob. Mm. And that's where he saved his life. Okay. God right on the same well he did this. Ishmael is not the promised son. Ishmael is the physical birth of, you know, that created in the physical. Mm -hmm. Isaac is the spiritual birth that is what God chose. So now uh, Hagar look at God and she said, you are the Lord that sees me. She called him Jehovah Ro'ai, mm. the Lord that sees. She gave him a name mm -hmm. that the Jewish people have not had that yet. Mm -hmm. 
So, so now the Jews call him Jehovah Roi, the Lord that sees. Yeah. You know, and so this is how it started there. And now she was moving, you know, uh, to new land, you know, with Ishmael to start a new life mm -hmm. specifically for that. But yeah. Abraham loved, loved Ishmael and he visited Ishmael twice after that. Mm. Interesting. According to his Well, so uh, this uh, book, Ishmael Redeemed, talks about God's plan for saving the descendants of Ishmael and, and their purpose in these latter days, right? Yeah, God is coming to save all the sons of Ishmael. Mm -hmm. he's, he's not going to leave without Ish, uh, Abraham's sons. Okay. Because, because God made the promise to Abraham, get them out of the tent, listen to your wife, I'll take care of him. Mm -hmm. This is my mm -hmm. business. But his time has come right now, and that takes us to October 7th. Okay. So I wrote the book, and the book that I wrote, that's before October 7th. Yes, you know, it was done, so, but it lead us to October 7th. Why October 7th happened? Yeah, why did it happen? And you're talking about the uh, Hamas's uh, attack on Israel on October 7th. That's right. Yeah. So what was going to happen that week? That week, Saudi Arabia was about to sit down with what? With whom? With Israel to sign the Abrahamic Accords. Mm. And so, and if Saudi Arabia signed this, number one, that they will have to declare that Israel is a sovereign nation. Mm -hmm. Number two, they will have to declare Jerusalem is the state capital of Israel. Wow. So that changes the history altogether. And because is, uh, Saudi Arabia is a sovereign leader of Islam, what happened is the whole Muslim world will have to follow. I see. The whole Muslim world will have to follow. But as you read the book of Isaiah 60, and you go right in the middle of, he said that the Ishmaelite will come, and they will come in acceptance of the altar of the Lord, and they will come in celebration. Saudi Arabia will build the third temple for Israel. Oh my goodness, wow. Well, no, By that, their money, quite a Muslim money, uh, yes. And Iran got hold of it. So Iran is in trouble if that happened because what the green light that our current government in America, you know, our current president that they gave to, to Iran yeah. is to become a unipolar. Uh, a polar of power to subdue all the Muslim world and control the oil mm. in the Middle East because this government, what they're trying, they're trying to break the nations into multipolarism. Mm. So because America is now the unipolar of the world, China is trying to be the bipolar, the second one, and this government is trying to create so the multipolarism. Do you, did Hamas attack Israel on, on October 7th, which happened to be, I think, the last day of the uh, Feast of uh, Tabernacles or something like the Feast of Trumpets. The I'm Feast of Trumpet, yes. Trumpets, And uh, attacked Israel. Did, did they do that because of this Im impending Abrahamic Accord that Saudi Arabia was That's, be that's one of them. Oh, okay. And uh, the second part is Iran seeing that the, the young men in, in Iran, they are converting to a, a Christianity by the millions. Wow. The Muslims are dumping their Quran, they're dumping their belief in Allah, and they're moving into Christianity, men and women. It's, an, it's the greatest move of God that's happening, you know, and the, uh, in Iran, and Iran is hanging these people, killing them after they receive, you know, after they converted to, to, yeah. to, Islam, uh, to Christianity. So what 
Iran is trying to do is to create this whole new war to, to create a new generation that bold for Islam and uh -huh. go and fight. Disillusion, you know, it's, it's called disillusion. So uh, by creating this war, it'll shape everything, mm. reshape everything. Okay. So, but the third part is what God was doing, Brother Richard, is God was throwing the last call to the church. Mm -hmm. Will you choose Israel or will you come against Israel in this war? Mm. Many Christians, wow. they don't stand up for Israel. They said, this is their problem, this is their fault. And God says, you know, and so we see that the Christians, some of them now are coming, not just to pray, but to take it to higher action. And in so God fulfilled his word, his promise. He said, and I will turn the heart of the father to their children, mm. to their sons. And I will turn the heart of the sons to the fathers. Yeah. That is, this is the fulfillment just happened. Israel is seeking the church in America. Mm. And so what happened, America starts running back because we are Judeo-Christian. So they start seeking their sons for the first time mm. openly. And now the son starts seeking the father again openly. And this is where I seeing the one new humanity is being re, you know, uh, purposed and everything's coming together. Wow. Well, let's let's dive into that a little more deeply. We we've got about three minutes before break. Come on. Let me just remind our viewers. This is a live call in show. The number on your screen there. Seven one nine six one nine two three four one. Call in with questions. I'm sure you're going to have some. We're just now beginning to scratch the surface of what's going on in the Middle East with Kamal Salim, uh, the author of Ishmael Redeemed and uh, the founder of Kum Ministries and a good friend of our ministry here, great brother in Christ. And so uh, call into that number. Also, if you need prayer today, please feel free to call into Andrew's Phone Center uh, where it's uh, manned with prayer ministers trained and, and spirit-filled Word of God trained ministers who will agree with you in prayer for whatever your need might be. And that number is 719. 635-1111. All right, so uh, with just a couple minutes left here, Kamal, before the break, um, uh, what is happening with this revival going on in the middle? In Is it just Iran or is it other Muslim nations too? It's happening, you know, that's what I explained earlier, you know, the, it's the Kairos moment of the living God, meaning is the God destined time, and, and that is time that comes from eternity before mm -hmm. creation, mm -hmm. that he said, on this time, in this day, in this hour, I will do this. Mm -hmm. And that works with men. So, but Jesus is, took it upon himself and he's appearing to the Muslims by the millions, uh, by the millions. So statistically, I have it on camera. Uh, we, you know, the, uh, the, the census, Middle East census, you know, they, are, they were saying there's six million conversion every year and it's accelerating. Wow. He said, and we tried to stop them, we tried to jail them, tried to fear, you know, put fear of Allah in them, tried to kill them and they still come in. Wow. So they could not understand it, you know, and uh, it, it's really scaring them, you know, the spirit of the living God. I'm here to tell you that God is terrorizing hell out of some people. <laughs> That's awesome. Six million a year in the Middle East coming to Christ. And it's a sovereign move of God because we don't have that many missionaries in that part of the world. Not just in, and, uh, not in, just in the Middle East. You remember that the body of Islam is the biggest body of Gentiles. 
over two billion. Uh, that's right. So, yeah. and it's happening all over the body of Islam. So wow. God is happening in Indonesia, he's happening in Bangladesh, he's happening in Pakistan, Tajikistan, Kurdistan, Turkmenistan, he's just happening everywhere. Wow, praise God, praise God. Um, well, so Kamal, how can people get a hold of your book before we take this first break? Well, our ministry, you know, you can go to our ministry at kumministries.com. Uh, and when you go over there, you can order the book. We have it in DVD form, which is the PowerPoint teaching. And also you have the book, which is more explicit. They go hand in hand. It's great for Bible study. And so, but also you can invite us to your church, to your home, to your school. We, I teach here at CBC at, uh, under my brother, and I teach on Israel, the history of Israel, geopolitical Israel, and also on the making of Islam and Islamic terrorism. These are two syllabuses that I teach on. So if you bring us to your home, we can translate everything to you, what is taking place, and help you to know how to reach the Muslims because there's a unique way, structure to, to reach the Muslims. And if you don't know it, you're not gonna be able to reach mm. the Muslims. Wow, that's a great uh, incentive. Uh, yeah, great incentive, a great tease. I want to know how to reach Muslims. That's awesome. Okay, guys, well, we are really up on our first break here in the Truth and Liberty live call-in show. Please call in with your questions. I'll be back with Kamal Saleem in about 90 seconds. With practical government, you have experts in the fields that are sharing their perspective, wisdom, and experience. It's not available anywhere else in the world. We're going to teach a Christian heritage of our American government. They're going to learn about the Founding Fathers. We're teaching the Constitution, how government operates, practical skills, and field study. No matter where you're coming from, the world needs you. Whatever God's calling you to do, you're able to do it. To learn more, visit practicalgovernmentschool.com. At Truth and Liberty Coalition, we work to unify, educate, and mobilize the body of Christ to change nations. That's why I want to encourage you to go to our website at truthandliberty.net and subscribe so that you can begin receiving regular updates uh, about our show, news items, action alerts, blog posts, and much, much more. Uh, all you have to do is go to the website, click subscribe, share your email address, and you'll begin to be equipped to stand for truth in the public square. Hi, my name is Carrie Pickett, and like many of you, I wear lots of hats. But most of all, I'm a child of God. Ever since I was young, my desire has been to share the unconditional love of God. There is nothing more rewarding to me than people changing their lives and then changing the world. That's why I'm inviting you to join me wherever you are, and let's discover together these foundational truths that will transform your life. Welcome back to the Truth and Liberty Live Call-In Show. I'm Richard Harris, and my guest today is my good friend Kamal Saleem. Uh, we've just been uh, bouncing around a little bit here, Kamal, talking mostly about Ishmael in the Bible, the, God's promises to Ishmael to raise up 12 princes, and, and, uh, and you know, God's heart for him and for his descendants. And, and a lot of this, or I'm, I, all of it really, is in your book, Ishmael Redeemed, here it is, uh, Called to the Kingdom. And in this book it says, uh, you talk about the origins of Islam, radical terrorism, and jihad. Uh, if Muslims, Christians, and Jews worship the same God, which obviously uh, we don't, we don't certainly not Muslims and, and uh, Christians and Jews. The uh, the present threat from Islamic extremists already in the United States, the role Ishmael will play in the destiny of Israel, 
and many other subjects. So you guys, you want to get a copy of this uh, on coomministries.com today. Well, Ish, uh, or um, excuse me, <laughs> Kamal, um, uh, there's so many different directions we can go here, but I did want to just talk about what's happening now between Israel and Hamas, just from um, you know, a fact perspective. It's not a surprise, but you know, when they first attacked and the news of the ridiculously horrible atrocities uh, broke, world leaders were quick to condemn what happened. But uh, no surprise, within just a couple of weeks, the world begins to turn on Israel. Um, and now they're calling for a ceasefire uh, before Israel has quite completed its objective in eradicating Hamas. And my question for you right now is, do you think that Israel should agree to a ceasefire at this point, um, even though Hamas has not been completely rooted out of Gaza? Absolutely not. Uh, and I'm against the uh, you know, ceasefire because what we're dealing here is we're dealing with the root of evil. And uh, who, are, who are the Hamas, who are the people of Hamas? Mm -hmm. You know, in this book, uh, Ishmael Redeem, I put the genealogy of the bloodlines. Okay. And where the curses of God came upon and where the blessings of God came upon. So when we see this, Brother Richard, we see that the, uh, the, the, the sons of Hamas, they are the Edomites, the, the son of Esau. Mm. And, and then we, we see the other one, you know, Islamic Jihad. They, they are the son, they're Moabites. They're the sons of Lot. And, and then we see them, these are the bloodline, the Amalekites, mm. the, 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 uh, the, uh, all these people that protested Israel so all alone. Ancient biblical uh, people groups are rising up. Still uh, are identifiable in the yes. Middle East. Like you, you know that the people that are in Hamas and Gaza area, they are Edomites? Edomites, yes, sir. Wow, and, and, so, and you were saying some other group um, are... Uh, uh, Moabites. Moabites, how do you know the Sons this? of Lot. It's, it's, it's chronicled all alone that the sons of Lot and the sons, you know, they co-inhabited all that area from Gaza all the way to the Egypt, you know, that uh, strip in Egypt, all the way to Jordan. Jordan, you know, and all of them were Palestinians today. Mm -hmm. So these are Palestinian are specifically and uniquely that they are willing to kill everyone uh, that uh, lives in Israel. Mm -hmm. and, and God has forewarned us on this because God told us in the book of uh, uh, Psalms 83, he told us about the rise of Islam and how they will fight, will come against Israel and what will take place. So that was chronicled in the book of 83, uh, mm. Psalms 83. After that, there will be a peace period. Yes. Why? Because Saudi Arabia will come and will sign the accord because okay. they will defeat Hamas. So, so are the Saudi Arabians, you, you believe they are descendants of Ishmael? Saudi Arabia are the descendant of Ishmael, the son of Ishmael, the bloodline of Ishmael. Okay. Yeah, these are, you know... Uh, and, and your book teaches that Ishmael will be um, the division between the, the sons of Isaac and the sons of Ishmael is going to be uh, done away with. They're going to be, uh, become friends again, so to speak, or yeah. what? The, the book of Isaiah 60 is the genesis of this moment. Okay. It's the genesis for this hour. So the Word of God says, arise and shine for your light has come. So be prepared, the light of God has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And when the, deep, when the darkness fills the earth, 
and a deep darkness the heart of the people, which is, that's, he said, it'll be like in, like in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, like the uh, days of Noah, like in the days of Elijah. He said, then my glory shall come upon you. The glory age, the third great awakening is coming about and will move into humanity, specifically the bride of Christ, and awaken the bride of Christ for the last day's harvest. The last day's harvest will be the greatest harvest we will ever seen in our humanity, mm. specifically the Muslim people. And so therefore they will be united because God created Ishmael to be a forerunner for Israel throughout history, and he saved Israel twice when it came to be destroyed. Tell us about that. Okay. The first time it was Joseph. You know, Joseph had a dream, the sun and the moon and the 12 stars bound to him and his father told him, don't tell your brothers. And he goes and he tells his brothers. And what happened, they threw him in the well, in the mm -hmm. dead well, and they let him there, you know, uh, they had lunch and they were thinking how they're gonna kill him. And Reuben, his oldest brother ran away and Judah intercede for him. Mm -hmm. He said, let's not kill him. Yeah. There's an Ishmaelite, you know, a tribe Ishmaelite coming this way, caravan, mm -hmm. let's give him to the Ishmaelite. Okay. So they. So they listened to Judah. Judah is amazing, man, because he, he saved. He, he saved he, his brother Joseph. That's yeah. exactly right. He yeah. saved the history of Israel. Mm -hmm. So now what happened is the Ishmaelite taken from the well, from his pit of death into the promises to the palace of the great king, mm -hmm. you know, to, to the Pharaoh, which is the center of the earth at that yeah. time, yeah. wealth and power and everything else. So what happened? He made a place for the Jewish people to migrate from the Canaan land all the way to, to, uh, to Egypt. And now Israel was saved. And that God sent the Ishmaelite to save Israel mm -hmm. the second time. We see that Moses was thrown in the desert because he's trying to protect the Israelite. Yes. And now he's about to die and he's coming to no place. And who takes him in? The Midianite, the sons, the roots of Ishmael. They okay. take him in and they marry him, just like Joseph. Joseph married mm -hmm. and now he has two sons, Ephraim and, and his brother. And what happened is they are, you know, from a foreign woman. Yeah. And, and, and so now Moses marry a Midianite and she gives him two sons and they take him from his death to the mountain of God and he, will, he, he had an encounter of God and God sent him to save the Israelite. Mm -hmm. And the Midianite were advising him what to do and how to handle all the move, you know, after, you know, they crossed the Red Sea, what to do. So the, the, the Arabs were helping Moses to track wow. through the whole thing. So how does all that tie into what's happening today? It is coming the third time. Okay. So the third time, how would that happen? It's when Ishmael comes to his brother and he said, I have left Sharia law and Islam for your Messiah, uh, for your Messiah, for mm. your Messiah. So therefore, once you let go of your Mosaic law, and this is his, the word of God says, he will draw them in by jealousy. And what will, because Ishmael is, is rich, he doesn't need finances, he have the finances, but he will have something Israel would not have. He will have Jesus Christ. And that is the greatest gift that Ishmael will bring to Israel to say, I have left my Allah, my God, for your God. Mm. It's time for you to come to your God, that, because the invitation. So yeah, so the book of Romans tells us that God uh, will, will provoke Israel to jealousy. That's right. Through the Gentiles, uh, through the, the nations. And you're saying that Ishmael is going to be saved. In other words, the Muslim world, the, the, the descendants of Ishmael in the Muslim world are going to come to Christ and, the, and 
their message to the Jewish people is, we believe in your Mashiach, your Messiah, you need to come back to him. When I went to Israel, they opened door for me to speak to the soldiers everywhere. Uh -huh. They took yes. me to the kibbutz, they took me to places. And I was telling my story. I said, I hated the Jewish people that I lived to kill Jews mm -hmm. <clears throat> and, and Christians. And, uh, and lo and behold, I had an encounter with your Messiah. You know, and, uh, and, and he changed my life and he gave me a miracle. My God is a God of miracles. Yeah. And, and I said, he gave me a life and he told me to save his people, the Jews and the Christians. And they look at me like, you can see them, their engine is turning because when I told them at the beginning, I opened, always opened and said, I came really to destroy you, to kill you, yeah. that nobody will, you know, push you all the way to, to, to the ocean, I mean, to the sea and utterly destroyed. But your God is watching over you and he's sending me to stand on your walls to protect you. Mm -hmm. You won't believe how many young soldier, men and women coming to say, come on, I knew that Jesus was real. Give me really? Jesus. Wow. Give me Jesus. And that was done by an Ishmaelite. Wow. And further, God said to me, take the dirt from Gaza, uh, from, uh, from Tel Aviv, you know, from the American embassy and move it to, to Jerusalem. Seven months before Trump did that, he said, go ahead and move the dirt and declare the move of God will take place. That's awesome. And that was done by an Ishmaelite. That's awesome. Well, you know. It's in the book. Uh, um, we've got a couple callers on the line here. You guys be patient. We're going to get to you. Just give me a few more minutes. Um, so what's going on now? This, uh, the, the, the people who do not, uh, who are pushing for a two-state solution, for a ceasefire and all this sort of thing, they're, um, uh, they're misguided, aren't they? And, and do they, it seems to me that they don't really understand what we're dealing with here with respect to Islam, the, the doctrine of jihad, and how the Muslims in Gaza can never agree to allow Israel to coexist. I mean, unless they get saved, right? But just speaking about this whole two-state solution thing, is that going to bring peace to the land? Let's look a little bit to north of Israel. We see the, the, the nation of Syria. Over 600,000 people were slaughtered by the Ba'ath Party, which is Assad, Bashar al-Assad, and also by the hand of Iran. You know, and nobody's saying to, uh, to, to Syria, to Iran, you know, to Iran, stop killing Muslims. Mm. But here Israel's trying to defend herself, mm -hmm. and, and, and the whole world says, no, we have to have two-state solution. Here's what I foresee. Hezbollah is going to rise to new battle because Iran doesn't want this stuff. Why they don't want this to stop? Because, you know, so many times the enemy are led by their, the hook in their jaw, just like what he did with Pharaoh. And why does it do this? In the history of Israel, we see that everyone rose against Israel was utterly destroyed. Mm -hmm. That that nation is no longer exists, but Israel still. So this is, uh, that's the wisdom of God. That's a clue for us as, you know, so, so we see all this that they rise against Israel, but it, it, this new election that is coming about, we will see a president seated in a seat of glory 
and he is defending Israel and against a two-state solution. Mm -hmm. And he will defend for that. Well, let's say that we did create, uh, so, so the Palestinians in Gaza, they, uh, they've had almost, it's not quite an independent state, but they had their own government. They elected Hamas to be their government. By fear and uh, by, by the sword. And if you don't elect us, we're gonna kill you. And, and did that, that didn't bring peace uh, to the, the region. What is it? Uh, my, what I believe is that is that uh, it's Islam. It's the the what they believe about the Jews and they believe about Islam that is driving them to say no. We'll never accept. Uh, you know, give us a state. You know, that's okay, but we'll never allow Israel to exist. They, they don't want Israel. You're yeah. absolutely right. You're right on target. Uh, it, the Muslim people. They not just don't want Israel to exist as a nation, but they don't want the Jewish people to exist, period. Mm -hmm. You know, as we see with Hajj al-Amin al-Husseini, which is the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem, who went and helped Hitler and raised two regiments to kill Jewish people throughout Europe. And they mm -hmm. killed more Jewish people than any other German soldiers. And they are, they are you know, raised by Muslim Grand Mufti of, of Jerusalem. So what we are seeing here is we are seeing a spirit of hate in the, in, in the Quran, the Muslim book that they, you know, they, that's their Bible, but it is not a Bible. Uh, it sounds like a Bible, but it's not Bible. What happened is Allah said to Israel, come my people and dwell in the land that I'm giving you, the land of the Canaanite. He said that to them. But then we see when Muhammad came about, we, we see, you know, uh, he came with, uh, progressively changing and, and abrogated everything said God that spoke mm -hmm. in peace. And what happened now, he said, everything is destruction. The last book in the Quran was given Surah 9, which is jihad yeah. against humanity. Yeah. And so therefore they have to destroy Israel and take the land. And, and God is gonna give Israel the land because Hezbollah gonna fight, are, is going to fight and Israel gonna step into Lebanon and they're gonna step into the height, Golan height further into Syria and we will see Israel taking more land coming about because of this, and that is, you know, prepare, preparation for the Gog and Magog war, mm. you know, which is Ezekiel 38, uh, okay. 38 and 39. Well, this is what it's leading to. Yeah, well, I think we're gonna come back to this, but let's take a couple calls here, uh, if we can. First, I wanna go to Raj, who is uh, from Colorado, and uh, Raj is holding on line one. Raj, thanks for calling in. What is your question today, sir? Uh, Raj, if you're on the line, I'm um, not hearing you. Can you hear me now? Yes, I hear you now. Thank you. What's your question okay. today? Yeah. My, um, uh, first of all, thank you for taking my call. And um, it's really fascinating to hear Kamal as well. Greetings to him. Thank you. Uh, my question is regarding the, uh, did you see the, he gets us ad in the Super Bowl yesterday? I find that objectionable. I just wanted to know your views on it. Hmm. Good question. Did you watch the Super Bowl? I said that I was so tired last night, and I sat down and watched it to the end. Did you? Okay. Oh yes, I had to. Well, it was a great game, but I don't. I didn't see the. Um, I was getting up during commercials, so <laughs> I didn't see this commercial. Did you see it? Uh, I didn't see the commercial. I don't okay. care for commercials. Sorry. Yeah, I don't either. But um, Raj, I have seen news articles about it today. What commercial is this? Uh, it's the He Gets Us campaign. And it's, uh, it's intended to um, talk about Jesus to the 
to the American culture, showing him as loving and compassionate and this sort of thing. And what, I, what I've read is that it showed Jesus washing someone's feet. Um, and one of the people was outside of an abortion clinic, I guess. Am, am, I, am I right, Raj? Um, I will. I did not see the commercial completely. I just rose up today morning to look at the snapshots of the commercial, and it shows a couple of pictures of people, like you know, a gay man or like a, a priest washing the um, feet of a gay man, and also uh, somebody washing the uh, feet of the a, a woman in a washroom clinic. Um, so. Um, I just felt like, you know, they are just uh, turning around the Christian compassion into something like, like we have to apologize to all these people. Um, that's what the idea that is being portrayed. Mm, very interesting. Who is the commercial by? Well, there's an organization that's putting these commercials out. He gets us. I think they've done it for a year or two now. Um, and it's about the Lord. Um, trying to reach um, the lost, really, is my understanding of it. Um, now, so Raj, I really probably can't comment too me much neither. on it because I didn't see it. I think it would be un a little unfair for me to do that. Um, you know, I, I'll say this. Um, we don't want to endorse uh, sin. We can't do that, you know, abortion, homosexuality, whatever the case may be. But at the same time, Jesus went to the sinners, didn't he? Um, he dined with the sinners. Um, he came not to save those who were well, but those who are sick. And so um, if the commercial is depicting someone on behalf of the Lord washing the feet of, of a sinner, I'm, it's hard for me to understand what's objectionable about that, unless it's depicting him as approving of the sin. So unless I saw it, though, I wouldn't be able to comment. Me neither. Yeah. Me neither, but, uh, you know, um we do have compassion and we do have love and for all people, not just American. Uh, and, uh, uh, but the, the truth is Jesus came to, in his time to provoke, you know, the Sadducees and the Pharisees mm -hmm. to tell them, you know, he came in a time where Roman Empire was so powerful and, uh, you know, the Sadducees and Pharisees were so powerful and the Arabs were so strong and yet God introduced his kingdom for such time as this. Now, if he's washing feet to introduce his kingdom, I accept that. But to say I accept their sin, you know, so go ahead and uh, continue doing your sin. I'm against that because uh, he came to set us free. Right, right. Well, sorry, Raj, can't comment further That's, yeah, uh, without having seen it. But thank you for your question. Next, I'd like to go to Randall from Colorado also. And uh, Randall is a subscriber to Truth and Liberty and a Karis Bible College student. So Randall, thanks for calling in. What's your question? Thank you, Richard. I was privileged to be in Kamal's class this morning. My question is, what is it like to live in with a constant threat of being in the crosshairs of Islam? Uh, are you talking about me, you know, constant threat? So since we started our ministry, uh, Randall, what happened is... Uh, I have to protect my family. And we work with some awesome people. They, they tell us when to move and what to do. We have moved uh, 27 times so far, you know, physically. You know, and uh, it is not easy, uh, but I know that these people, you know, hate for the truth to be told. So therefore they fight against you in the media, they fight against you in every way they can. And, uh, and unfortunately, you know, 
I, I love them, you know, whether they like it or not. So I pray for the Muslims daily. And I pray for the church in America to wake up, you know, uh, just because Ananias is still sleeping in the book, uh, in the Word of God. And God had to engage him to tell him, go ahead and lay your hand on the terrorist eyes mm -hmm. to open them. You know, and unfortunately, this is our, our, our ministry, coup ministries, uh, is, is a mission to the United States of America to wake up the church from its deep sleep because we, we left the third God, the Holy Spirit. We left the miracles. We left a lot of things and we are concentrating on building our kingdom. You know, and so we forgot about kingdom come. And unfortunately, you know, so we're trying to wake up the bride and tell them the time is nigh and, you know, and he's coming and he's about to blow the horn in heaven and say, Come hither, and where will the church be? Will you be ready to receive him, or will you be busy in the things that kept you away from God? And therefore, you know, just what, like he entered Jerusalem, the majority of people that they came to meet him, they were Samaritans. Mm -hmm. They were not Jews. And they were said, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna and the Hyatt declare them God. And that was offensive to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And he said to, they said to him, shut your people up. You know, they're, they're, it's a blasphemy. And he said, I'll tell you the truth. If you don't, if you don't cry out, if you don't praise me, the, the rock will cry out. Mm -hmm. So God is waking up the rocks. And, and I'm telling the church, wake up before it's too late because he is so coming. And here's the truth. You know, God gave us a story and it's in this book again, uh, Ishmael redeemed. What happened? He said, there's 10 version, five wise and five fool. Five were filled with the oil of the living God and five were filled with the oil of the world. And what happened when Jesus Christ came and he shouted and he said, I'm coming. These people went back to the marketplace to purchase oil while mm. these people were taken away. Yeah. So where will you be? Are you filled and ready to go? Or are you going to be in a marketplace trying to build your house? Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Randall, for that question. Um, so Kamal, as we're uh, looking at what's happening in the Middle East, I, the, the thing that has surprised me, I didn't see this coming, is I didn't expect there to be the massive pro-Hamas demonstrations in America that we've seen. And all over the world. In the streets, on college campuses. Just today, or yesterday, you may have seen the news, but a woman went with an AR-15 to kill people at Joel Olstein's church. And in she Houston, killed one Texas. person. And on the side of her gun, she had written free Palestine. Yes. Now, um, why that, what Palestine has to do with killing innocent Christians in a church in Houston, I don't know. But we see this uh, violent, uh, angry, uh, mobs. mobs, this just vitriol and hatred that seems to be past reason. How did this happen in America? Well, this is orchestrated. This is, it's not, you know, something that it, you know, it's been waiting, you know, it, the Muslim Brotherhood have five point strategy, how they're going to take over the United States of America, you know, and it's in my book, The Blood of Lambs. So, and, and the, the, the fifth, the fifth uh, point, the fifth strategy is to overwhelm the streets of the United States of America like Europe and instill the fear of Allah in, in American, people, American people's heart. And not just that, but also to, to, to prepare for Islamic 
uh, take over, hostile takeover like what's happening in, in the Middle East. This is called Dawa. It's part of Dawa, and in, it's also, but what they refer to it as Intifada. We saw that in the history of Israel, the first Intifada, when the Arabs all over the world and the Palestinian, you know, they went crazy like now uh, for the Palestinian cause, Israel lost greatly. But the second intifada that started with, uh, you know, uh, with Yasser Arafat, the whole, the, the whole world were aware of the, uh, of the fake that, you know, that Yasser Arafat's doing and worked against the Palestinian. This is the third intifada, and we need to learn from this that they are warning us what's to come. Why? Because these people are not wanting peace within our nation, and they are here to really coming to cross over to say, you know, in, in, the, in the Quran, Allah said, the Quran is, again, is the uh, holy Muslim book. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Allah said, he said, whatever your right hand possesses, whatever you capture in holy war, holy jihad, I will give it to you. It's, it's righteously given to you. It's your possession to, to have. It's your inheritance. Muhammad, the, you know, the Prophet of Islam, gave the Great Commission of Islam. He said, I have been commanded by Allah to war against all people until everyone says there is no, no God but Allah, Muhammad, his Prophet. One world hegemony, one world order under Allah. You know, so. Yeah. Wow. So, um, so Islam, it's... Uh, you know, what they like to do, the, the, the liberals, the leftists, they like to say that Islam is a religion of peace, but a fundam, jihad is a fundamental doctrine of Islam, right? I mean, you don't, you can't separate it out and say, oh, there's some Muslims who don't believe in jihad. There's moderate Muslims. Now, some Muslims may be less uh, impassioned about it, but it's part of the religion, is it not? It is, it is. If you go to the Quran, you see how God painted the Jews and the Christians and how he commanded them to destroy these two, uh, you know, uh, two beliefs. Mm -hmm. It's in the Quran and I, you know, it's part of the class that I was teaching today. Right. Everywhere in the Quran, he said, do this, do this, do this, do this. That's commandment, you know. Yeah. So, so when we see this, we, we see that uh, the trouble is, is, is the religion. And, right. and we say if there is moderate and those peaceful people, why are they not protesting in the street and saying, this is not Islam? Yes. You never see moderate Muslims do anything to restrain the Especially the, the imams. The imam always say, you know, they said, you know, we, we believe in peace. We don't believe. Where are these imams? Yeah. 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 Where are they? Well, uh, so we're down to 30 seconds left in this segment, uh, Kamal. I want to remind our viewers that you can call in and ask us any question you'd like, uh, and the number's on your screen there, 719-619-2341. And uh, we're gonna take a little break now, about 90 seconds long, and we'll be right back with Kamal Saleem of Kum Ministries. So uh, we look forward to being back with you here in just a few seconds. Andrew has many conferences and seminars around the globe each year. For the latest information on Andrew's complete speaking schedule, visit our website at awmi.net slash events. You were created with a purpose, written in the heart of God. Long before you were born, he is calling you to find it, 
want to help you experience his unconditional love to be equipped and empowered to become a world changer. Hey, you know, a big part of what we do here at Truth and Liberty is to provide you with the resources that you need in order to stand for truth in the public square. So I want to remind everybody to go to our website and check out our resources page at truthandliberty.net slash resources, where you can find material that discusses just about every issue we're facing today in our culture. And these are things that are prepared by our strategic partners and some of the uh, most influential and important organizations in America today. All right, folks, we're back here on the Truth and Liberty live call-in show and just having a great conversation here with Kamal Saleem. Kamal was raised uh, in a Muslim family in Lebanon to be a terrorist, uh, actually uh, went on a, a mission in Israel, I think. and uh, Three missions. Three missions, and then eventually was sent to the United States where the Lord got a hold of him and appeared to him, and he's never been the same since. Kamal, let's talk about... Um, what's happening among the Muslim people with respect to the gospel again, and people are getting saved, uh, Islamic people. What can we do to help these new Christians in the Middle East, in Iran and in other places? And, and uh, how can we also, what can we do to reach more? I, I really truly believe most failure is a prayer failure. Ah. You know, if we, if we don't know what to do, pray. Mm. You know, and, and the second thing, you know, there, there is a, a weapon that the Christian have not exercised a whole lot. Mm. It's called fasting and praying. Mm. Uh, if we start fasting, you know, and uh, fasting is, we need to know that you could not reach the Muslims without fasting because it's an enigma, you know, and God will open their heart when you start fasting. Fasting is not to twist the hand of God to turn a Muslim around so he can get them to Christ. Fasting is to tell God, I don't know how to do it, help me reach the Muslims. This is very important. Number two, uh, we pray to God when we are fasting, but we need to learn the art of supplication. If Jesus cried out for the body of Christ. He cried out for, for Israel. He, he's still crying out for humanity. He said that seed of mercy crying out for us. You know, so, and, and supplication is, is really to stand in the gates for these people that they are about to be killed, you know. Mm. And, 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 and uh, last but not least is we need to have a friendship with them to, to, to let them know that we are there for them. Mm -hmm. We need to let them know that they have a family. You know, one time there was a story told in the Bible, uh, there was a man, he was a terrorist. His name was Saul, Saul the terrorist. And he was to, going to kill more Christians and God intercepted him, knocked him out of his high horse. Yeah. And, and he fell to the ground and God spoke to him and he blinded him. And now he told him to go to, straight, to, to, go to uh, Damascus and stay in the house on, on a straight street mm -hmm. in, in Damascus, which is, it's still alive in Damascus. I visited that street. Oh, wow. And, and so, uh, and he stayed at the house of uh, Ananias. Uh, and so, uh, no, he stayed at the house of Lazarus. Mm -hmm. And as he was at the house of Lazarus, God spoke to a man, if I would call him today a man, you know, his name is Ananias, but I would call him the church. Mm -hmm. And God said to him, listen, I'm sending you. And, and uh, Ananias said, yes, Lord, I'll go anywhere you want me to go. Yeah. And he said, I'm sending you to a man, his name is Saul. Yeah. The minute that, uh, that God, you know, Jesus said that to, to Ananias, Ananias put his butt in the face of God. He said, but God, <laughs> but Lord. 
And, yes. and so many times is we are putting yes. the B-U-T before the face of God, but we don't know what, what kind of butt are we putting before the face yes. of God. So he said, but isn't he the terrorist? Mm -hmm. And you want me to go there? So he's questioning God and God told him, hush, he is cold. Yes. The Muslims today are being cold mm -hmm. and they have this careless moment with God mm -hmm. that Jesus is appearing to them, knocking them out of their high horses and they are waiting for help to come from Ananias, mm. from the church. Wow. And so Ananias, when he obeyed, when he said, okay, Lord, because God says he is called and he will do a great thing for the kingdom and he will suffer for the kingdom. The Muslim, when they come to Christ, they are doing great things for the kingdom and they're suffering for the kingdom. Mm. Because when God called them in, they're being beheaded, they've been lynched, they've been thrown out of high buildings, sixth floor and seventh floor, just, it's, it's a gruesome uh, death. And so therefore, he, so the minute Ananias, the minute the church obeyed, the transformation of Saul the terrorist or Ishmael the terrorist, he became Ishmael the apostle or Paul the apostle. So yeah. this is the same story. So God is waiting on the church so obedience. So what can the average American Christian do though, uh, other than, you know, trying to move to the Middle East to be a missionary? Are there organizations like yours or others that we can support or how can we reach? Now in America every day, there's more and more Muslim people. So we can always reach out to those that we know at work yes, and, and, and elsewhere. And that's what we do as a, uh, as a mission to United States of America, mm -hmm. to equip the church to reach the Muslims. Yeah. You know, that's our job to do this, mm -hmm. to help the church, because the majority of missionaries don't know how to reach Muslims. 99% mm. of missionaries, they have, they have a strategy, but it's not effective strategy. Uh, the, the thing is, we are sending these people to the Middle East, helping them to understand the culture and how to interact with the Muslim culture. And, and, and the, the secret of, you know, what we're telling them is not to hide your light, okay. to let your light shine. Because many Christians, you know, are taught through a ministry, don't tell them that you're a Christian. Yeah. That's when we start failing because the Muslim been lied to for forever and they don't need another lying Christian. Mm. You know, and, and uh, we could not deceive them into Christ. We have to lead them into the light uh, and the purpose because the Christ that they are having an encounter with, he is so, uh, so brilliant. He's telling them, go find the church and be part of it. So they don't know what to trust. We can yeah. start helping them to be part of this. We can start teaching. We can start sending materials. We can be the material. Uh, we can start, you know, doing program on TV, like what uh, Brother Andrew is trying to do. Uh, you know, I should be on that program. I should be sending messages to the Muslims, sending message to the American Muslims, sending message to the Christian in America. This is how we do it. This mm. is how we step into it. We need, you know, media is created for such time as this mm. to create a shift of God. God doesn't move. He, he is slow to move, but when he moves, he is swift. Yeah. He is he moved in the suddenly. So do you think that um, this current conflict that's going on, um, it seems to have escalated, okay? The United States is now bombing targets in Yemen and in other places. But not Iran. But not Iran for now, right? Um, and, uh, and American soldiers have now been killed and so on. Do you think that this is going to continue escalating or is this just another uh, 
kind of temporary explosion of the hostilities that will calm down again. The whole world is waiting to see what's happened in American election. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The whole world. Yeah. The whole world is involved financially wow. to shift the election in the United States of America from one side to another to really, because they want this man who is seated right now to continue. Joe Biden. Joe Biden, yes. Yeah. All of our, all of America's enemies want Joe Biden to be president. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and China, Iran, China is Russia, hundreds of billions of dollars in the American economy to, 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 to say to America, we can stop your economy overnight. We can destroy your culture if you choose the wrong thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So they are scaring the American. That spirit of terrorism, it comes into spirit of deception. So, but something's gonna happen because America is created sovereignly, you know, and for such time as this. Yeah. And this new president that who's gonna come to you, and, and I believe everybody know who I'm talking about, he's gonna make the difference. He's gonna start Create Nikki what's called alliance. You, you think Nikki Haley? No, no, I said he. I didn't say. <laughs> no, I, I think Nikki Haley is is a distraction. Yeah, and and on purpose. So so, um, if Joe Biden is reelected, what do you think Iran and China are going to do in the Middle East? I don't think we have the privilege for him to be reelected. Okay, you know, because if that happens. America will not be in the same place. The uh, multipolarism will rise up and the whole world will be start being shaped into nations, nations. So the Far East will become under China. Uh, you know, uh, East Europe will become under Russia. Uh, Middle East and the Muslim world become under uh, Iran and Turkey. They have to fight it out. And, you know, so it will be, you know, that's called multipolarism mm -hmm. because that's one new world, uh, one new world, which is new world order. They want to the weaken the culture so the culture can be divided and clash against one another. It's called the great divide, dividing the nations. Yeah. Well, let me let's talk about um, Turkey for just a second, because for, for a long time after World War Two, Americans thought Turkey was an ally, right? And uh, it's a Muslim nation, but they had what they called a moderate Muslim government. Um, used to. Used to. But the, the leader now, uh, Erdogan. Erdogan is actually a tyrant who has seized power through, you know, he's basically done away with Republican democratic processes. He's part of and, the Muslim Brotherhood. And he's very anti-Israel, isn't he? Yes, he's anti-Israel and anti-Western civilization and anti-America, and yet he sits on the European Union. You know, he is part of the Union, and he is, is sitting also with the, uh, you know, with the United States of America. You know, defending Europe. What they call him? The NATO. Uh, NATO. He sits yeah. on NATO, because they're they're gateway between East and you know West. Yeah. You know, uh, so therefore that's who he is. But what happened is this war that took place with Israel. That's going to lead into Gog and Magog. So we need to understand if Gog, what is Gog? Gog is a mountain. A mountain is a nation. That's why Jesus said, if you say to this mountain, be, remo be, be removed, it will be cast out into the sea. So Russia is a nation, is a mountain to, to be over nations. Magog is Turkey. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and, and what, what uh, Tayyip, uh, Erdogan Tayyip is doing, he is trying to change Turkey to be a radical nation, and he has succeeded. Mm -hmm. And now he is changing the culture, and now he has radical remnant. So now, 
Turkey is fighting to, to lead uh, the uh, OIC, you know, which is the uh, organization Islamic Conference. And so the OIC is to control the United Nations. Okay. So, and the, and the Muslim are, they have 57 nations, and if Turkey control this, because Saudi now control the whole thing, and if they push Turkey out of the, I mean, uh, Saudi out of this, and Turkey take over it, then Turkey will lead the Muslim world, and then they will have to clash with Iran. But they will unite it together in the war of uh, Ezekiel 37 and 38 and 39. You know, we see them coming together against for that Israel. purpose. Yes, yeah, against yeah, Israel. Yeah. So, um, do, do you see this uh, as the the prelude to the final, you know, battle this invasion is of Israel? Leading, what happened with Israel right now is leading to that because the next war that Israel is fighting is Hezbollah. Mm -hmm. And what happened, the... Uh, why, why don't, well, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but why didn't Hezbollah and Hamas coordinate an attack at the same time? Because Hamas is Sunnis. Okay. They are, they consider themselves the, the, the people of the straight and narrow path. Okay. While Hezbollah are Shia, uh -huh. they're progressive religion, so Islam is still progressive. Uh, they're progressing no. to new level. Okay. That's why they call them Ayatollah, meaning they, 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 they declare the word of Allah still. So yeah. Islam is not finished with their world. Okay. And what happened is Hamas doesn't want the glory to go to Hezbollah, so they started the war without Hezbollah. I got you. Okay, so it's just a factional, they're rivals. Yeah. They right? want the glory and they got the glory. Yeah, they're seeing the glory at the end of it. And last barrel, night, you know, but... uh, Israel freed two hostages. They found them in the tunnels. They freed them. Yeah. Yay, Israel. Yeah. And uh, so. That's why they need to continue the war to free the rest of the hostages. Do you think that, um, now we're not quite as naive, I think, as we used to be, but do you think that, the, that America, uh, Western nations are naive about Islamic morals? What I mean by that is Muslim, in, in, they'll do things like hide bombs and rockets under a hospital, right? Correct. They'll put children School, out under schools, children's under schools. schools. Uh, things that to us w would be unthinkable Right, you putting innocent civilians in danger on purpose just to protect your. Uh, do you think we're naive about this stuff? And um, I don't know. Can you just comment on that? Yes, the absence of Christ, the absence yeah. of God from the nation, lead the nation into fear. Mm -hmm. What fear? The fear of you know uh, uh, the socialist fear, basically. You know, and so we see that Europe they they have no Christ over there, and now they are social. There's no God in mm -hmm. the government. Right. And so as we see this taking place, they made the choice is to ally with Israel, I mean ally with the Muslims, and, and this way they will not have issues, but they didn't know that they only gave them permission to go to the next level. Mm -hmm. You know, so therefore they did it to make peace with them because they're thinking it's peace. Yeah. But Muslims are not allowed to make peace. They are, make, uh, are supposed to make what's so-called is hudna, Hudna. Hudna is, a, it's, it's not a truth, it's not peace treaty, it's not an accord, it's, it's something that they have to make with their enemy and break it. They have 10 years limit on it to break any time and re-attack their enemies. And we've seen that happen with Israel time and time and time again. Hudna is an actual teaching in the 
Islam. In Quran or in this uh, the Siri? In 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 this uh, in uh, in the Hadith. Hadith. Okay. Yes. So Hudna it says you you can declare peace uh, with your enemy and then break it. Break later. it and destroy them. And destroy them. And in fact, it's, sometimes it's smart to do that, right? And Muhammad did this. Uh, the Prophet of Islam did this with his enemy time and time and time and time. He make peace with them. And the second day, he just invade them and destroy them while they're celebrating. Yeah. So this whole call right now for ceasefire. Now, Israel has Hamas on the run, you know, they're, they're defeating them and everything. So, of course, Hamas wants to say ceasefire, ceasefire. Uh, so they can reorchestrate so they and reorganize. Organize, rebuild, and attack again, right? And, but the wind is in Israeli, uh, you know, sail. <laughs> they should continue until Hamas is there no more. What, what can Israel do after Hamas is, now we say uh, eradicated, defeated, whatever, you still have all the millions of Palestinians in Gaza. What are you going to do with these people? We saw what's happening in Israel when, when, when Israelis start f uh, f fighting Hamas, the, the, the people, the Palestinian people were cursing Hamas. They're in the street crying and cursing Hamas. This is what you did to us. And then we see something else that Jesus Christ start manifesting in Gaza. Uh -huh. uh, Muslim family have encounter, families, the whole family have an encounter with Jesus Christ coming to their wow. home. Wow. They were coming you know, to Christ, you know, converting, you know, this is happening in Gaza mm. during the war. So God is trying to create, God is trying to help Israel and help us all together mm -hmm. to bring about, you know, people with wisdom, with understanding, you know, and to, oh, to say, mm -hmm. stop this nonsense. Yeah. And, and, but Hamas is, is, is mentioned in the Bible. You know, Hamas is a spirit, you know, it's uh, mentioned in uh, Habakkuk. You know, he said, these people are, you know, led by, the, you know, uh, they offer their self as sacrifice for their God, you know, so, you know, which is it's the spirit of jihad. Mm -hmm. and, and that's a pillar in Islam, is a silent pillar. Jihad is the, is the core of the existence of Islam. And if you make peace with them, then you will lose that peace treaty sooner or later. So leftists, you know, in America and, and in Western Europe, they, they hate Israel and they say, oh, it's because you're occupying the land. Um, usually when they get pushed on their argument, they're not talking just about the occupied territories, they're talking about the entire nation of Israel that it's an occupier. That's right. Because Judea they, and Samaria. They reject Israel's right to be there entirely. Now, Kamal, there have been Jews in the land for thousands of years, they even never back left before the Romans took them captive, right? Yes. Roman Empire, the Byzantine, the, uh, the um, uh, Mamluk, Empire, the uh, uh, you know the Mamluk, you know all those empires tried to change Israel name to other names, and ah. they called Israel Palestine and this and that. But we need to understand that you know before the Israelites start coming back home, Palestine was broken into three land, mm -hmm. you know, to, to Egypt and to. Uh, and, and, and Syria and, uh, you know, and uh, Jordan. Jordan yeah. So, and, and nobody said anything. They were also slaves to those nations because, you know, and, and nobody wants them, you know, to, to leave their nation. They want to herd them there so they will not come to their nations. Mm -hmm. just, like, uh, just like when Israel invades Gaza and there's all these refugees, Nobody Egypt, wants them. No one took them. Egypt didn't open their doors, right? Yeah, Palestinians are radical. They went to Jordan. 
they tried to take over Jordan, you know, tried to take over the throne of, uh, you know, uh, of the, of the, uh, the, the king uh -huh. of Jordan. They went to Lebanon, they tried to take over Lebanon. Every place they go, they tried to take over the governments. So mm -hmm. this is, it's within this, the spirit of Philistine, the spirit of the blood of Esau, the mm -hmm. bloodline. And that's why we need to understand what's happening in Europe. That's the bloodline of Japheth. Mm -hmm. And, and what, how they united with East Europe, that's the bloodline of Ham. Ham and Japheth are united together for the next storm. Mm -hmm. And so that's why Europe is agreeing and we see Europe is turning against Israel because Israel is the son of Sham. And, and Sham is the bloodline that Abraham came from and Jesus Christ came from. So Israel really, uh, as far as the future goes, do they have any, any choice except to occupy Gaza? I mean, what else can they do? The best thing happened, and I say that in, in a rude way, is what happened that they're fighting Hamas. So uh, Israel will have to stay in Gaza for years to rebuild Gaza. Mm -hmm. And Israel said they will do that. Yeah. So by doing so, there will be no place for, uh, for Hamas anymore. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it will be policed until, until that happened. Otherwise, if you want to build it, the world, come on down and build it, you know, and guess what? You're going to have to deal with Hamas. And so you think that, that uh, Hezbollah is next. They're going to yes. attack next. You think it'll be They have soon? been attacking. Yeah. They have been attacking. The, the strategy that the, uh, it's a terrorist strategy, meaning attack and stop, attack and stop. They are afraid that Israel will invade just like what they did with, uh, you know, and Israel, you know, sent a leaflet all over Lebanon, says, you know, Lebanon is next. If you're going to let Hezbollah do what they do, and they send it over to Syria. They said, we will be coming to clean house. Yeah, and um, so Israel is gonna end up occupying Gaza and Hezbollah is going to attack. If Now Hezbollah, just so everybody knows, they're centered mainly in southern Lebanon and in Syria. They're, they're in southern Lebanon, they're in Syria. You know, yeah. they are, you know, uh, they are, supported by Iran yes. and they are Shia. So therefore, Israel, uh, they, they created government within government. So their yeah. government in Lebanon took over the government. Yeah. So now the Lebanese government is controlled by, you know, by the Shia Hezbollah. And unfortunately, you know, and remember this, that Lebanon, Syria, the, the Levant, all the Levant, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Israel, it was given to Israel. God by gave God, them yes. the land. And, and, and so, uh, and we need to understand those lands and God is gonna give them the land further because God is provoking their enemy for mm. the next war. Mm. And who would that be? Okay, we see the people, the bloodline that they are in, in, in Psalms 83 are no longer in existence. Oh, okay. So we see a new bloodline rising up. We see East Europe, we see Russia, mm -hmm. we see Turkey, we see Iran, we see Iraq and what's left of, uh, of Syria. And we see African nation like Ethiopia, mm -hmm. Libya, you know, all those places, you know, Nigeria, you know, um, uh, Algeria, you know, Morocco, you know, this is will launch war. They will come in from Egypt, from all those places all together, uh, you the know, final, the, 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 the Gog and Magog. And this is will be, you know, you have to read the word of God. To yeah, tell you, you have to read happen it. Because the word yeah. of God says, God will rise with him with his bride and he will defeat Gog and Magog in a valley. Mm. You know, and so, so therefore, you know, what happened over there? Is the rapture happened right before 
Gog and Magog war. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so, and what is the purpose of the United States of America? Yeah. Why God created America? Yeah. Is America in the Bible? Read the book. <laughs> <laughs> Read this book, Ishmael Redeemed. Ishmael Redeemed, uh, yes. All right, well, fantastic. Well, so um, let's shift back to American politics for just a minute. You know, Trump, I think you could say that Israel never had, even Ronald Reagan, Israel never had a better friend as the president of the United States than Donald Trump. Right. Do you agree with that? Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, it, uh, President Trump, the first time in the history of Israel they, that they bring another man and they put his face on the wall, on, on the Western wall, you know, of, uh, you know, of the temple mm -hmm. to declare that he is not just a friend of Israel, that he is a prophet, you know, like a prophet in, yeah. into the you know, land of Israel. Mm -hmm. But as we study the history of America, and that's in my next book, we see that America is specifically, God created America to be there for Israel. God created two nations by his hand, mm -hmm. that they were not created by the hand of man, they were created by the hand of God. Yeah. One of them was Israel, the second one is the United States of America. But when we look at all this, America was there every time Israel needed them. It was the first nation on earth to declare that Israel is a sovereign nation. Mm -hmm. It was the first, you know, nation to send them weapon and send them, you know, uh, abundant of weapon to help them how to war, to give them the best of the jets that we have. America, you know, throughout time in history, Henry Kissinger, you know, his mother told him you were born for a purpose. That purpose, you or God put you in that White House for that purpose. Mm -hmm. When, uh, you know, when, uh, uh, you know, uh, what's her name? Golda Meir called him and she said, we're about to be destroyed, Mr. Nixon. What did he do? He sent her everything from the Sixth Fleet. That's how close we were to her. He dumped everything and that stopped the war immediately. Egypt declared peace. Mm -hmm. They stopped the war, they said, peace, peace, yeah. peace. Yeah. But things got and accelerate, you know, we, we will see the, the Dead Sea, the Red Sea, I mean, uh, the Dead Sea in Israel coming alive. Mm. In the in, in next 10 to 20, 20 years, we will see the Red Sea coming Dead alive. Sea. Yeah. yeah, things gonna change and the Word of God declare that. So America was put, you know, America is the, the first nation on earth to declare that Jerusalem is the state capital yeah, the, and bringing the fig tree to full bloom. Mm. So America is to play, is a forerunner to play in the destiny of Israel time and time again until the book of Revelations. So the book of Revelation and said, and God gave the great eagle wings to a, a woman, her name is Israel. Mm. And, and the eagle protected her for time, mm. Two times time and a half times, two times and half a time. That's three and a half years. Was that where the, the treaty between the Antichrist and Israel made? Mm. Will America rise over there and be there until those three and a half years? And what happened after this? Did they elect Biden again? You know, or something, you know, I don't know what happened there, but God nevertheless. God help us. <laughs> no, we'll, it, it'll be a different time. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you do believe that America has a role to play in these end times as a defender of Israel. Yes. Um, and uh, um, so, you know, the funny thing is when Donald Trump was running for president, and we're almost out of time today, but 
when he was running the first time, he talked about the need to stand up for Israel and the press calls him a warmonger, right? He's a warmonger. And then when he moved the capital, the, or excuse me, the embassy of the United States from Tel Aviv to the Jewish capital of Jerusalem, oh, it's gonna, the, the Muslims are gonna be furious, they're going to attack. There's almost nothing but crickets after because that. Because Israel, because Saudi Arabia agreed, Kuwait agreed, uh -huh. Qatar agreed, Bahrain agreed, yeah. Kuwait agreed, Oman, Jordan agreed. Saudi Arabia said, Saudi Arabia want this to stop. Yeah. You know, since the two brothers, I have pictures, I have movies that the Jewish people and the Muslim people are dancing in Israel, in the street of Israel and in Saudi Arabia, dancing together in the street. And so when the brothers find each other, it's going to be a great union. Mm. And, and so, uh, and, and what the enemy is afraid of, that this union will take place. And the scary part, if the president of the United States of America will come to be the forerunner to make it happen, mm. you know, and which is, yeah. it took place in the White House, not in Camp David. Camp yeah. David is a place where the things are cooked. <laughs> the White House is the place what God created for His glory. Mm -hmm. So, Kamal, let's take the last minute or two uh, that we have and share with people how do we reach Muslims. If I have a Muslim neighbor or friend or whatever, how, what's the right way to approach them about the gospel? The, the best way to really reach the Muslims is this. You know, uh, Muslims are looking for relationship. Jesus Christ gave us the understanding is to break bread with the sinners or with the lost or with the you know people that they are less uh, than anything. Break bread with them, take them food, let them know that you pray for them and, and let them know that you love them. If they need help, help them. Mm -hmm. If they need to find job, help find them job. If they need a car, help buy them a car. Mm -hmm. If they need to go shop at the grocery store, a lot of those refugees are buying cat and dog's food off the shelf because they don't know what it is. They see, they see a fish on it, they think it's, 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 a, it's, it's a good product. You know, start stepping in there because they need to see the God of heaven and earth is serving them. Mm -hmm. You know, like Jesus came, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a relationship. God worked through ships, relationship, friendships, you know, all of it. Mm -hmm. And so they are looking for a family. Yeah. And when we are not reaching, not reaching them, the enemy in two years are reaching them mm -hmm. fast. So our job is to go and show them the love of God. And sooner or later, there will be a vessel of God in his hand for his glory and purpose. But break bread with them, no bacon and no pork. Take them something sweet. <laughs> no bacon and, and no pork. Yeah, take them something sweet. <laughs> Chicken, <laughs> I guess. Anyway, Kamal, it's been great having you on the show. Thank you so much. Richard. Love you so much, man. And uh, once again, folks, remember Kamal's book, Ishmael Redeemed. You can get it um, uh, on his website at kumministries.com. I suppose you can get it on Amazon too. Right. We, we are trying to put it on Amazon. Amazon probably. Because we're self-published and so we're trying to find our way. Oh, okay, okay. I thought maybe they didn't like you. Uh, <laughs> which wouldn't, you know. Oh, they like my money. They like your money. They'll, they'll let you, they'll take your money. But guys, be sure to tune in tomorrow uh, to um, Truth and Liberty. Uh, Alex McFarland is going to be hosting and his guest is going to be Alex Newman. So you got two Alexes <clears throat> tomorrow, but it'll be a great show tomorrow. God bless you all. Thank you for watching and we'll see you again next time here on Truth and Liberty. Thank you for joining today's Truth and Liberty livecast. You can watch today's and past livecasts in our archives at truthandliberty.net. 
Our goal is to educate Christians and connect them with resources and organizations to help them impact their sphere of influence. You can help us accomplish this by making a donation at truthandliberty.net slash donate. Join us next time for more Truth and Liberty.